Were you liked in high school? Yes? You're not a weird girl. Okay, have you been over-medicated or under-medicated for the entirety of your life? No? You're not a weird girl. Okay, have, have people asked you, oh my God, are you on drugs when you were just being yourself? You're not the weird girl. Guess what? I'm one of them too. No, you're not. F off. On this episode of The Commercial Break. I, I mean, I, I need to be fully honest here. I do know Paco from our oh. It's a little awkward. But having said that... Um, I owe him 60 bucks. I'm not going to tell you what for, but just tell Paco to calm down. Calm okay, down. okay. I'll talk to Paco. I'll text him on my WhatsApp chat yes. uh, after this. The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. to the commercial break. I'm Brian Green, and this is the engineer of our Grand Funk Railroad, Kristen Joy Hoadley. Best to you, Kristen. Best to you, Brian. <laughs> Best to you out there in the podcast universe. Hi, Brian. <laughs> Round two. Round two. We just did a really nice episode of the commercial break that you'll never hear, and nor neither will we, because we didn't record it. <laughs> We're just warming up. It used to happen every other episode. It doesn't happen that often anymore because I have Chrissy's also checking. She's like, I don't trust Brian. Let me check and make sure that's recording. But somehow we both both missed yeah. it. But anyway, whatever. You know, part and parcel of working here at the commercial break. Aye, Brian. Aye, Brian. So, uh, you know, it's time uh, for the kiddos to have their little parent-teacher conferences. I don't know if I uh, shared this with you. I think I mentioned a couple days ago we had to go to yes. the parent-teacher conferences at the school. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I'm always wondering, do you, because I haven't done many of these, do you get a, like, a little twinge of... Of nervousness? I do. I find that As I do, but in. I think it has nothing to do. I think they're do. good. Yeah. I think they're good. Well, and here's what the kids, <laughs> we walk in, this is what we find ourselves doing. We walk in and they're like, oh my God, they're so great. He's so great. She's so great. They're awesome. And we're like, are you sure? <laughs> right. They're not like throwing anybody from the top bunk off down onto the floor. They're not gouging each other's <laughs> eyes out. No one's spitting out food or yelling and screaming and control uncontrollably because that's what's happening at the house. Right. So what we find, it's like a therapy session going on in there we're like <laughs> but does she set anybody else's hair on fire no because she's done that twice to her little sister already this week and they're like no we haven't seen that should we be looking for that <laughs> yeah, should we be looking for that well you don't have lighters here do you <laughs> i keep the gasoline away from that one <laughs> and then the other the other thing like i've heard this about parenting before which is if they're good outside the house and bad inside the house, you're doing a good job of parenting them. That means they feel safe that inside that, the house. That means that that just makes you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> Actually. That, that means that someone on Instagram made that up. <laughs> you're doing a good job. Yeah, you're doing a good job. There is so much shitty parenting information on, on, on Instagram. I can't even believe it. It's like everybody thinks they're an expert because they had a kid <laughs> one time. And they, you know, oh, try this trick. Work like a charm. We try those tricks, and they never work like a charm. They just aggravate the child even more. <laughs> That's all they do. That's all it does. So we go in, and you know they have like they don't have report cards, but they got like these progress reports. You know, X is if they've if they're being observed, like writing in you know full sentences or whatever, and O's if they're not being observed doing that. And so they you know they've got mostly X's all the way down the line. So we got nothing to good. complain about. And the kids are good. They are really are wonderful children. They really are. Just not with me. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not 24 hours. No, not yeah. 24 hours a day. Yeah, they let Give loose in the 18 hours a day yes. they happen to be with us, the six <laughs> hours a day they're at school. It's fine. But the reason why I think I get a, a nervous twinge now 
is because the secret is out. They know that Brian Green does the commercial break. And even though they don't talk about it out loud, they know, and I know they know. That's right. I know you You're know the, that the they look. know. Yes. I know you know that that person knows that we do the commercial break. And everybody break, knows. And everybody knows. Mm-hmm. The same reason why these conspiracy theories aren't true is because no one keeps a fucking secret. Even though one time one of the teachers was like, your secret is safe with me. <laughs> She like whispered it in my ear, and I was like, what secret? What, what secret? What are we talking about? Who are we keeping it from? The commercial break. <laughs> oh, please do keep that secret. If you don't keep mind. Keep going down that path. Yeah, if you don't mind, if we could keep that a secret. But of course, no one keeps any secrets. And so I was in the school the other day, and we go into one classroom, and we, you know, I was praying that the teacher doesn't say anything about, you know. So do you find you have any trouble because... You're such an asshole on your show <laughs> with your children. I heard that last episode. Yeah, I heard that last episode. You were talking to shit. Um, and then we go into the other one and no, okay, everything's fine. I, I dodged a bullet. They're great. Everything's good. They're doing wonderful. But then we get out. There's like this long hallway. It's just like a preschool, right? A yeah. preschool with a kindergarten. This is long hallway. And we got to walk down the hallway and there's all these other parents waiting to have the parent-teacher conferences. So there is one couple that I don't know very well. I haven't met, you know, face-to-face. Maybe one time I shook a hand at at a different event or something. But they are staring me down, (laughs) Chrissy. And all I can think to myself is is that those two have heard from someone, Uh everyone, anyone, that Brian does the commercial break and he's the asshole who's causing, you know, like now they're blaming their children's activities on me. (laughs) It's because that bad influence. Yes, that's right. Well, do you have any time to do the commercial? Do you have any time to teach your children when you're listening to the commercial break? If you don't, if you don't kick them out, we're leaving. It's like that OnlyFans lady. Yeah, Yeah, that's why you park across the street and walk in to pick them up. That's right. Maybe Mm. if we had an OnlyFans, I know they're probably like... How does he make money with that show? It's so stupid. How does anybody listen? We don't. (laughs) We've been trying to figure that out for nine months ourselves. How exactly are we going to make a living doing this? Uh, A little dusting of love. Yes. Determination. and (laughs) Love, determination, and spouses that make money and supportive family members that loan us cash. Exactly. <laughs> oh, thank God for them. Hey, I'm really excited because it's a TCB infomercial day, and yes. today's infomercial guest is Joanna Hausman. Um, She's so funny. I mean, her Instagram was hilarious. I was checking it out, you know, a couple of days ago when I knew she was coming on. Yes. And it's everybody should subscribe. And we'll I agree with you. Yeah, Joe House, uh, J O H A U S is uh, you can find her on Instagram. She also has a YouTube channel. I don't think she's been very active on the YouTube channel in a little while, but uh, it's called Joanna Rants. It's really funny. Joanna that is different than some of our guests in the sense that she's not coming on to promote anything in particular. She's here because we are big fans of hers here mm-hmm. at this house. Asterit, she's a Venezuelan uh, American. And she does this kind of line of comedy where it's like, you know, what other people think about my complicated, you know, uh, genetics or my complicated ancestry ancestry. type where you grew up. Yeah, that's right. It's like, you know, uh, identity politics is identity comedy. And it's really fucking Mm. funny and spot (laughs) fucking on. And oftentimes she'll do comedy from the perspective of someone that's close to a Venezuelan. Uh So, you know, talking about the food and stuff like that. So we find her to be really funny around the house. She also wrote for Tacoma FD, which was one of my favorite shows over the summer because it was the only show that I could actually download (laughs) onto my phone from Spain for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Even with the v- yeah, I was ch- being chased around the chickens while I'm downloading the latest episode of Tacoma FD. 
It, because the VPN wouldn't work, and for some reason, Tacoma FD just let me watch it. I don't know. They, they didn't. They were like, well, here, anywhere in the world, go ahead, watch it. Why do we care? Which is how everybody should think about it. But anyway. Yeah. Um, and then she's got uh, Hamster and Gretel on Disney Plus and Disney, which is, uh, which is really funny in and of itself. I mean, it's a kid's cartoon, but it's made for kids that are a little bit older. So I think that if you have children, you can probably get into it. Um, but, you know. We asked her to come on because I identify so much with and asked her to identify so much with what she's talking about in sure. her brand of comedy. It's just generally funny, but then it's also funny <laughs> in a way that's specific right. and I connect with. And so I'm so happy to have like her on. Like an insider joke yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And so do yourself a favor and check out Joanna Hausman. She's going to be on here in just a minute. Settle down, everybody. I can hear you all screaming. <laughs> okay, get to it, fucking Brian. All right, we're going to get to it, I promise. Um, but I also wanted uh, to share with the audience um, that TCB is now, TCB infomercials are now the guest days. So when you see TCB infomercial in the title, that means that we're having a guest. Mm -hmm. Isn't that a cute little name that we made up that you just figured out and you found out about 12 minutes ago? Approved. Approved. Stamped. (laughs) Stamped. Thanks. (laughs) Stamped after you said it. (laughs) It's like when Brian asks if they'll come on. If you'll come back on the show to my guests and we're recording. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, every time, yeah, sure. Yeah, of course, sure. Why not? I'll never talk to you again. They're on the spot. Yeah, they're already texting their agent. Never again. What are you, what are you doing to my career? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I've always said, and I'll continue to say, you're either on your way up or on your way down when you meet the commercial break. And so we'll figure out which one that is with Joanna. We'll be back with her after these words. Sorry to interrupt, but that's kind of my thing these days. If you're sick of me interrupting Brian, give us a call at 626-ASK-TCB3, leave us a voicemail, and maybe I'll interrupt you on the show instead. You'd love that, wouldn't you? You can also text us at 855-TCB-8383 and check out our website, tcbpodcast.com, for all things TCB. You know what's coming next. Follow us on Instagram, at The Commercial Break, and on TikTok, at TCB Podcast. And now, let's listen to some sponsors, because they're the real ones around here. I'm Tank Sinatra. And I'm Investigator Slater. And together, we co-host a podcast called Psychopedia, which is a true crime podcast infused with comedy, making it a crimedy. Each week, Investigator Slater brings us a wild and thoroughly researched true crime case. I'm here to digest it all and react just like you probably are right there on the other side of the microphone. Somehow, I've got to present each case with the detail and respect it deserves, while also cracking up at Tank's perfectly timed humor and thought-provoking questions. Listen to and follow Psychopedia on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is sponsored in part by Prize Picks. Everybody out there in the podcast universe knows what a huge NFL fan I am and exactly how much I know about the sport. However, I'm getting into it and I'll tell you why. Prize Picks. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. You don't have to be a professional football player or dating some famous singer to get in on the action. Prize Picks is allowing you to do it. And it's that time of year again. The big game right around the corner. 
Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to turn every game-changing moment into 100x your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. I just jumped on the Prize Pick apps last week, and I'm telling you what, it's super easy to do. Prize Picks is a really simple way. I can make my picks and then submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Now, I don't want to go into detail about who I picked because I make my choices based on a complicated spreadsheet, and then I have Blue bark twice at the right answer. So do us a favor. Go to prizepicks.com slash TCB and use the code TCB for the first deposit match of up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash TCB. Make sure you use the code TCB for the first deposit match of up to $100. They're giving you free money. So no matter who wins or loses this big Sunday, you have an opportunity to be part of the big game in a big way and possibly win a little moolah. Who's going to argue with that? Prizepicks.com slash TCB. Use the code TCB and get a first deposit match of up to $100. Thanks, Prize Picks, for being a sponsor of the commercial break. And Joanna's here with us now. Hi, Joanna. Hello. How Hi. are you guys? We're, we're great. really good. We're really good. This is an exciting day here at the Green Household, I do have to tell <laughs> yes, you. The Boquete Green Household, because my wife has been such a, my wife. My brother-in-law, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my other brother-in-law, and then many other <laughs> Venezuelans that I know find you to be uh, the top clam in the sea. They really oh think God. you're the best, and they're so they excited that you're here on the show. Or do you Astrid's find that... has been fluttering around all morning. <laughs> She's like excited. That's and... so sweet. I know. I know. It's and cute. I feel so bad because I texted Astrid like, yo, yo, <laughs> is this happening today? Like, what's going on? I didn't, you know, I didn't Joanna got quote r- any of it with kindness. Uh, yeah, Joanna got rough rider. She was like, yo. <laughs> what's up? Yo, Biatch, I don't see you. <laughs> yo, what night. the yeah. fuck? <laughs> She, I know she was got so scared. She was like, what happened? And I don't, nothing just to tell her that, you know, we, it's still on. We're still here. We're st- we'd love to have Joanna on the show. Um, I have to say this, uh, first and foremost, you have one of the most in- hilarious Instagram posts really that is. I've ever seen <laughs> ever. And that is weird. Hashtag weird girl. Um, so I'd like to explain this. I'm so glad I'm so glad that you're you're bringing this up because just before you explain it I to preface I recorded that angrily one day <laughs> and then was like I'm just gonna upload it who cares yeah and it went so viral. I was like, this is almost illegal. Like, I put so much work into other things, right. and this was just an angry rant. Anyway, Brian, sorry. Continue. No. Honestly, we've got a million views on one of our reels, and it's yeah. basically me saying I think I'm more important than I actually am. It was like a throwaway line in an episode, and they someone cut you it up and put know. it on there. I got a million. I'm like, why? Why? I didn't do anything. I wish you would you listen know. to the fucking show. That's what I want. <laughs> so Joanna has this post where she... Um, it, 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 she's basically post, uh, poking fun at these like super regular, rich, popular girls who are out there doing hashtag weird girl because they're eating a French fry or they put something <laughs> on their head or they're, you know, doing something that most of us would do every 30 seconds. Like, I think all of us are weird when we're not on camera or in front of other people. We do weird shit. We're humans. That's what happens. But some people post it as if it's some kind of nomenclature yeah. that they're tied to that makes them extraordinary. And I think it's just, you know, popular girls 
sharing more, telling you they're more cool than they think they are. So <laughs> I, it's the appropriation of weird girl culture. Agreed. Yeah, it's appropriating what is <laughs> it's not theirs. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of reaction did you get from people? I was okay. So I uploaded the rant. Because I was like, I literally can't handle this anymore. If I see one more girl <laughs> called Ashley with perfectly curled hair, <laughs> just like dancing in a very normal, like bat mitzvah approved way in a grocery aisle, I I will kill myself. So I I uploaded this. I went to bed the next day. It was like at I don't know four hundred thousand likes. Jesus, like wow, not even views, likes. And I was like, what? And all of the comments are people like, thank you so much for telling our truth. <laughs> this has been an unspoken uh, problem on the internet. And I'm like, oh, the people, <laughs> first of all, wow. Second of all, I didn't realize this was like hurting people in a way that all, most of the comments are really sincere. And yes. a lot of people were like, is this satire? And I'm like, what, what part <laughs> do you think I'm pretending to be mad what I, yeah. there's too many layers. <laughs> which one of your brain cells isn't firing off correctly? Which is like half the internet. The right. other thing that Chrissy and I are always going at is these are these girls and men. To be fair, boys and girls that are out there and they're in some state of dis, <laughs> uh, the, uh, you know disrobing or undress, and then they'll put some inspirational quote right yeah. below their nipples, and it's like, what in the follow fuck are you? Tr- yeah, follow your dreams. Here's my boobs. What are you trying to do? I don't understand. <laughs> what is the message there? Uh, I feel like. In, in the future, nuts. in the future, some there's gonna be like an art history class talking specifically about like this pastiche that has come out of the internet. Like yes. how how <laughs> how is be. this entertainment? There, one of my tweets, this woman just took right, yeah. and then she put half of her face <laughs> on camera with with no emotion, and then my tweet on top. And she just stared into the camera with some music, and it had like a <laughs> bunch of view, like millions of views. Holy and shit! I'm, and it's her. Crazy. It's on her. I'm like, her this is, is not. Her tic- yeah, it's her Twitter, not mine. <laughs> You're not. And she's not. Also, not adding anything. She's yeah. just half her face breathing. She's just breathing. <laughs> I I don't get it. I feel old, honestly. I, I think know. this is. I you agree know, with you. Yeah, it's hard hard for me to wrap my head around some of this stuff. It 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 really is, and there are people too. Like we get shares on our Instagram posts or on whatever TikToks sometimes, and people are just like staring at the camera, and then they'll like point. This guy said it right, and it's like, did you add anything by saying that? Like, are you doing anything? But then the crazy part is he gets more fucking likes than I do. Right? And I'm like, what the hell? I think that this interview is going to be unearthed in yes. like twenty years. And someone's gonna call me problematic for for <laughs> for destroying these creators that do nothing. They're gonna be like, "This is what all content is now. Right. Why were you being such a hater?" That's it. Going in that direction. That's it. I am positive of the six hundred plus hours we have done of this show. Three hundred hours of that are gonna be highly offensive in five years. Like in five years, oh, yeah. we're definitely headed for cancel culture. <laughs> what can I do? I don't know. I guess. I guess I'll be canceled at some point. It might be a rite of passage. At, at true <laughs> at this time. <laughs> so you were born in England, but it's, uh, you were born in England, but then you your your mother was from Venezuela. Is that correct? My, my two of my like my two of my parents. Two of your parents. Saying my two parents. My two parents 
are from Venezuela. They met in Venezuela. And then um, I'm trying to remember like what what year, but it, it doesn't even matter. I wasn't around. Um, they They went to England to study. And I was just born there by accident yeah. during spring break. Like I have no connection to England at all. Yeah. A- at all. And every every time people ask me where I'm from, it's like, oh, so then you're – I mean you're English. So then where does the Venezuelan come in? I'm like 100% Venezuelan. <laughs> but my parents decided to really ruin my, the simplicity of my future right. by just – And plus, Margaret Thatcher changed the law. I'm not even, like, literally British. If you're born in England after 1987, like, your parents have to be English to be considered English. You're not. You're not considered. There's no birthright. Yeah, there's no birthright. There's no birthright. So, like, (laughs) I I I hated it. And so, yeah, I wasn't even just born in England or London. I was born in Royal Leamington Spa, which is, like, just sounds like a fake town (laughs) uh, full of, like, which, by the way, is not a very fancy town, but it's called Royal Leamington Spa because the Queen would go to a spa there, like, or went once. Yeah, she wow. went there once, and they named it. They named it for you. Got a fantastic British accent for someone that's not. That's not she's been English. practicing. Yeah, she's all been her practicing. Life, that's right. I just wanted to prove Margaret Thatcher wrong. I should have had that British passport all along. You have no idea how problematic the Venezuelan passport is. Yes, <laughs> you know, you know, you put through your wife. You understand. I totally understand, and I also have to say, as many passports as you can possibly get may may behoove you in the future. So. You should go back to England, and then you can get a passport. Do you have an English passport? Oh, Would you God. like one? <laughs> I'm just going to show up and do this accent, and they'll be like, "Bloody hell!" Yes. She looks like us. She talks like us. Let her in. <laughs> Let her in, please. It's like our immigration policy. Uh, do you look like us? Do you talk like us? All right, come on by. No, 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 no. If not you the brown don't, people. please go not away. The brown yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't like I don't need you here causing trouble taking my job. Did you have a job to lose in the first place, bud? Um so, Probably not. so are your your parents are from Caracas? Or that's where you that's where my, you grew up? My mom was born in Havana. My dad okay. was born in Caracas. Yeah. I I like was there until I was like six or seven and then came to the States until I was thirteen. And then while everyone was leaving Venezuela because it was super – it was the murder yeah. and kidnapping capital of the world at that time. My parents were like, this is the perfect time to go back, to go back and have our teenage daughter go through high school. Oh, <laughs> and wow. and it was crazy. We'd have like – I remember I'd go from having snow days in Boston to having like political days in Venezuela. Where when they like, had There's rallies. tire fires everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like rallies, tire fires, like, you know, violence. And my it's... mom would be like, you can't go to school today. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Do you go back? Have you ever been have you been back recently to Venezuela? So no, I haven't been back in like 10 years. And okay. part of it is because my dad is for example a persona non grata. He wrote an article in the Economist one time and now the government wants to put him in jail cuz that's not, how it works. He's not a oh, chavista, geez. I would I would assume. Uh no, but yeah. not at all a chavista. Not at all a supporter of the uh, dictatorial regime. Yeah. Um, and then my uncle is a journalist there. He was in jail for two years uh, for being a journalist. And then I wrote an article or it it was sort of like a a vlog, vlog, no, a video essay. That's how the (laughs) fancy people call it. Yeah. Yeah. But in the New York times, they don't call it a vlog. They call it a video essay, a video op-ed. Yes. Um, (laughs) well, they went to nice schools. They have to call it something fancy. They can't tell their parents now. They just like edit vlogs. I'm a a vlogger, dad. (laughs) Can't do it. You went to Harvard. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I did this like video essay on the political situation in Venezuela in like 2018. And now I'm also persona non grata. So like technically maybe I could go back, but like I could be risking yeah, jail everything. time. Yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah so I'm like, mm, I don't know. I think I like my life a little too much to 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 go back at this point. I wish I could. Yeah. I absolutely wish I could. I still have a lot of family there. I So Astrid and I have had this debate. When I met Astrid, she lived in Venezuela. I had been a best friend of a Venezuelan here, repatriated here in the United States with his entire family. And they took me under their wing. Like I became, you know, uh, pelones. I'm Mr. Gringo in the family and I'm Venezuelan. (laughs) I'm the white Venezuelan, basically. And so that's how I met my wife through that family. And then she moved to Switzerland and then the whole song and dance that she comes here. She hasn't been back since. But now, when I met her father at first, we were talking about, would we ever visit Venezuela? And the, mm-hmm. her father, my father-in-law says, I will, first of all, he says, I, Brian, about I, everything. Brian, because he's like stupid. a true man. He, he's like MacGyver. <laughs> he can fix anything yes, with he, gum he and floss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. built this whole studio, basically. Yeah. And so he, and he could do it in a day. And I have a hard time like using <laughs> a screwdriver. Picture. Yeah. And so he's always saying, I, Brian, under his breath, walking around the house. I, Brian, I, Brian. So he says, <laughs> (laughs) to me, listen, I'm not going to let you come to Venezuela unless I am assured that I can keep you safe, right? So Mm -hmm. there's, so when we met, he was like, there's no way. Maduro, Guaido, the whole thing, all the political rallies, kidnappings, the economies and the shit, you know, basically the money's not even worth the paper that it's printed on. You cannot come down to Venezuela right now. Just speak one word of English and you're in trouble in some places. And, um, but recently there has been some discussion that things are a little bit better in Venezuela, and maybe now is the time to go visit. And I see all these Americans who are running down there on ecotourist trips, and they're running down there to you know go see the, the beautiful waterfalls and all this stuff. And I'm like, do these people not realize that Venezuela, like the majority of Venezuelans, are probably still living a terrible life right now because of this dictatorial regime that's going on? And so I'm just, I'm trying to triangulate whether or not I should actually be down there for any Where particular reason. Yeah, you know what the, I love? I love that I, I was invited to this podcast under the guise that it was a comedy <laughs> podcast, <laughs> and here I am giving you very serious advice about life or death yes. situations in a in a dangerous country. It's the <laughs> only reason that I t- that I had you on was like I I'm going to ask Joanna, and if she I says it's okay, it. then no, I am going to go down. <laughs> Listen, I've heard this a lot. Hi, okay, I've heard. I Brian. I. I Brian. I Brian. Mira. Here's the thing. I mean, I think that this is my theory. This is like, you know, I I am telling you gossip like from like a secondhand source. This is like me giving you advice. Do you know what I mean? It's coming from your but mother. From what I've heard. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, of course. And from a, a WhatsApp group WhatsApp with group? 70 people. Um with like too many forwards. I'm in 40 okay. of them. I get it. Yeah. I'm in 40 so, of them. Yes. Um so what I've heard is that Venezuela and the Venezuelan government right now, they're like, you know how we were being really oppressive? Uh, and that's not really working for us. <laughs> um, so let's just be oppressive to people that speak out against us and ah. then pretend everything's fine to the tr- with the tourists. Yes. And, mm. and sort of like show off this uh, this image of like wealth and – and that everything's going great so that people feel good coming here. But we will put you in jail yes. if you say anything bad. So it, it's kind of like more like the China model than the Cuba model. Mm. So they're like kind of like switching it up. They're in their like China era. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I do think it's 
it's it's less unsafe, but it it is it is definitely unsafe for people that are outspoken. Yes, and if you just keep your mouth shut, Brian, <laughs> and go to the waterfall. I think you'll be fine. I have six hundred hours of content. <laughs> And I don't know if I've always said the right thing about Venezuela. So it makes honestly makes. And now I've had Joanna Hausman on. I'm on the blacklist for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, for, for sure. sure. You should publish yeah. this after you go. If you do go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll pub- I'll publish it as I'm walking through immigration offices. I'll, as I'm walking through. through oh, good. That's a brilliant time. That's brilliant timing. When you come to the United States, when you come back to the United States, what sets you off? Kind of on this, you had this wonderful. YouTube, jo- Joanna Rance. What? what mm-hmm. First of all, how did you get? Like, what? What? When did you decide I'm going to go in front of camera? I need to be a personality and and be a comic and write the stuff. Have you always felt like that was something that you wanted to do? I always knew I wanted to get into some iteration of comedy. Growing up back home, I wasn't. I didn't realize comedy was this very you know complex career that it, that has sort of like comprises of many different elements. Yeah. So. When I came here, I was like, oh, I want to be a playwright. I don't know. And then <laughs> I went playwright? to Second City. Yeah. yeah. I, I was like, what's some something that is funny and that I can write and act in that isn't so impossible like television? Yeah. And I was like, I guess maybe playwright, um, which is still very hard. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, <laughs> but then I went to, to Second City right after college and it was like, oh, there's this whole type of like there's sketches, there's improv, there's stand-up. Like, I didn't know these things. Guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's na- late-night shows, there's, you know. And I was like, okay, I know what I, I sort of want to do. And I've always, since I've moved around so much and my identity is so utterly complicated and just existing is sort of like, I have to explain it to people. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you you? Um I always use comedy. Just spent the last fifteen. <laughs> yeah, we literally That's just spent the entire time. time. Thank you for setting me up for this. You're welcome. Um, so I think comedy for me has always been a way to, like, I don't know, just just go about the world in a way that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I started doing stand up, and then I got hired to be basically a glorified assistant for this channel called Flama on Univision. Mm-hmm. It was like Univision's attempt to do like a college humor. Yeah. Um, and we were working with all these creators and stuff. And then my uh, boss was uh, uh, I actually asked my boss to just let me borrow the studio for a day uh, with my friend Chris, and just we're just going to make a video and see if it works. And we published a video where I rant about the, you know, the um, misconceptions of being Latino because on the page, I didn't feel like I would belong. Like one of the reasons I didn't push for myself for a while was because, you know, I look like an Irish barmaid and I was born in Royal Leamington Spa. My last name is Hausman. I belong in a shtetl. And like, you know, I was like, no one's going to believe that I'm Venezuelan. Like this is just going to be. So then I made a video about how ridiculous like our assumptions are about Latinos that went viral. And that sort of like gave my boss sort of the uh, reassurance that maybe I could have some interesting videos and points of view. And then I just started publishing videos and, and they did very, very well. And I just got very granular and specific with my existence. Yeah. So I love that. 
And here we are. Yeah, and here, here we are. are. This brought us here. We always say, last stop is the commercial break. <laughs> That's we, right. Chrissy and I like to think yeah. you're either on your way up or on your way down when you visit the commercial break. So congratulations <laughs> either way. Um, I think I'm at the peak. I'm at the peak. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the top. <laughs> yes. I think one of the things that I like about your humor, that I connect with about your humor, because I am, because uh, we do have a mixed family here, is that there are so many misconceptions uh, the identities of Latin Americans get tied up with one another, and it's in the most mm-hmm. ridiculous of ways. We were just talking about this before we came on air. Right. When we see someone else, when when someone meets Astrid and they say, oh, you're Venezuelan. Do you know Paco from Maracaibo? It's like, <laughs> no, he, she doesn't know fucking Paco from Maracaibo. First of all, she's it, like any other human being. The, her knowledge of other human beings is limited to her circle of influence. Like, she doesn't know Paco from fucking Maracaibo. But it's the ridiculous nature of how some people think, and I can only take on the American perspective because that's where we are. The, excuse me, the U.S. perspective. I also learned from my wife that it's wrong to call ourselves Americans because they are also Americans, mm-hmm. Venezuelans. Um, so is this – was your brand of humor like spurred on by kind of this – I don't want to say identity crisis, but this weird – lumping in everybody thinks everything about the same about central americans and south americans are all the same and you know they just kind of lump everybody together so many misconceptions and it must feel uncomfortable sometimes to be in those situations where you could derive a lot of humor yes and i i mean i, I need to be fully honest here i do know paco from our it's <laughs> a little awkward but having said that, um, I owe him sixty bucks. I'm not going to tell you what for, but just tell Paco to calm down. Calm okay, down. okay. I'll talk to Paco. I'll text him on my WhatsApp chat yes. uh, after this. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think what sort of shocked me as I was making comedy was how many people felt represented in someone like me being like, "Hey, like I'm also I'm from Venezuela and I am also Latina in my own way." Like, you don't know how many people were like, "Yeah, man." I am an Afro Nicaraguan and I totally get you. I'm a, you know, I'm an, uh, a Korean, a Peruvian and I, and I totally understand. It's like, I didn't, I didn't realize that me being like almost so unapologetic on how specific my identity is actually would make people feel, uh, like relieved. Yeah. Like, oh my God, someone's doing it. <laughs> like yeah. Someone's telling these people that we're not all Sofia Vergara copy pasted. Right. <laughs> uh, we are, we are, you know, we're very different. And I do think it's changed. I think that when I started doing internet comedy, dude, that was like, I hate saying this. I was 10 years ago. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, know. I couldn't even say it. Yeah. It was 10 years ago. And that era of the internet was really different. Totally. And sure. even the barriers to entry to make content on the internet was very different. Mm-hmm. Now you have like editing software on your freaking phone. I see Venezuelans in the middle of like the Amazon uploading videos with their <laughs> eh, eh, capibaras. Yes. And their chihuires. Yes. And so like – there was a time where it wasn't that easy to access the internet and and publish and edit. And now I think there's like more variety out there. But right when I began, these big companies like BuzzFeed and College Humor, they were making all these really funny sketches and sort of like no one was talking about like, oh, there's like other types of people that could be doing this and be very specific about their content. And I remember I made a video called the Venezuelan birthday song. And if you had told me a year before, like you're gonna make an internet video, hold on one, you're gonna hold on one second yes. because my kid was born in July and Astrid's just finishing up the birthday song now. Just oh you know. oh now, if you only can wait for her, it might be another two hours. Right. <laughs> Fucking unbelievable. <laughs> 
Dude, the Venezuelan. Okay, I'm so glad you know this, Brian. Okay, <laughs> so the, okay, the Venezuelan. But Chrissy, I don't know if you know this. I but do not know about the Venezuelan birthday song. It is. I'm not. I'm not fucking with you. It is, I think, nine minutes long. It's crazy. Can you imagine? It's insane. You sit there. You sit there. There's no candle that can outlast it. So don't <laughs> light the, the candles candle till you're halfway through. Down. Yes. <laughs> you sit there for nine minutes. And people are screaming and clapping. It's not even like, happy birthday. It's like, <laughs> it's like you're being exercised. Um, I love it. So if you had told me. A year before, like, you're going to make a video, you're going to hire opera singers, you're going to hire a cast and crew, and you're going to shoot a video called The Eternal Venezuelan Birthday Song. I would have been like, who would watch that, though? Yeah. No one's going to watch that. It had 8 million views in 24 hours because because they're when you're on the internet, you do have your audience. The more specific you get, the better the better That's results true. you have. Yeah. So, so it sort of showed, I think, a lot of... And and many other uh, Latino creators that came out in that era did the same. But I think it showed people like, oh, you don't have to be general market. You don't have to be. Hi, I am actually like the first. <laughs> Ashley, the first internet video I did was called Middle Class White Chick that I made with my friend because I was like, I guess I can make fun of what I look like. Yeah. And it didn't do well. And then, you know, obviously, because I didn't know what I was. I was like, Uggs. Uh, <laughs> what rhymes with Uggs? Let's make a song about Uggs. Um, but I feel like that showed people that, you know, the audience is out there. It's very diverse. You can get really granular. So there's you riches know. and, and now, niches, bitches. That's what they say. And there's riches and niches. Sam, bitches. did you just yes. come up with that? I, I did. Well, I, I've been saying it for a long time, but I just said it out loud. <laughs> oh, I love that. So I, I also believe that while a lot of people probably identify very much with what you're saying, like they say, like, you know, hey, I'm Afro Nicaraguan. And, you know, thank you for sharing your complicated story because mine's complicated, you know, seems complicated once you get out there in the wild. But I also think that there genuinely is a thirst by people to learn more about other cultures. Like, hey, I'm just kind of dumb about this stuff. And now Mm -hmm. that I see it, comedy is the unify it's the unify yeah it's a it's a thread it's an ability to when people are laughing and learning there's something really cool about that mix i think and that's why i really appreciate satirical humor and people who do it well and i i, I think you do it really well um and then there is tacoma fd i want to ask you about <laughs> <laughs> tacoma fd let me tell you a story I went to uh, ask her to Spanish, like a lot has, uh, you know, her dad is Spanish, like a lot of Venezuelans are, uh, partly Spanish. <laughs> so we go to Spain often because that's where we have some extended family also. So we went to Spain for, I don't know, a long time, a month in the uh, uh, last year in the summer. And we went to a series of Airbnbs that seemed like the world's most terrible Airbnbs <laughs> that looks really pretty. You know what I'm saying? Like you show up, there's no internet, but they have an indoor pool and you're like, great, but I can't fucking call anybody. <laughs> like that kind of shit. So weren't you out with the chickens? Like yes, trying to get internet? Yes. Then there was, <laughs> I was on some Spanish hillside and I was trying, it was the middle of the night trying to get internet from the neighbor and there were chickens chasing me. I didn't even know they... I didn't even know chickens were nocturnal, but there you go. <laughs> so in a, in a mad dash to get anything familiar that I could watch at night, when we had internet service, I downloaded one of the only things that was available to me, which was Tacoma. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched all of it and I loved it. It was so stupid and fun. I just loved every minute of it. I thought oh it was great. God. How did you, you, you write 
You have um, Hamster and Gretel on Disney+. Mm-hmm. Plus. You've mm-hmm. written for Stephen Colbert. You've written for um, Tacoma FD. How did you get mixed up with those guys? Is it because that you were part of Upright Citizens Brigade or? Dude, I don't. I still don't understand <laughs> because <laughs> i mean i love those guys so the broken lizard guys yeah. you know they, they they've been around for forever they're you know icons in in comedy uh but like it, it, you know they're very different than than me um obviously yes. like they're 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 dude comedy <laughs> and they're they're shows about a bunch of firefighters in the rainiest uh city in america tacoma <laughs> and uh it's <laughs> And you know, there's it, there's a bunch of dudes called Mike in the writers' room. Uh, I think there's more mics than women. Um, and but like uh, Steve Lemmy, who is one of the show creators, is actually from Argentina. Oh. And um, they were looking for a new uh, writer. I think they were specifically looking for a female writer. And in the interview, I guess they read my sample. And then in the interview, I started like making fun of steve lemmy because he's argentina <laughs> i was like oh what now steve you think you're like all the shit right because you're from argentina and he was like wait what why, why why are you tagging me i'm interviewing I'm actually gonna you be your I'm, boss yeah. you realize that don't you yeah i was like dude argentinians and i started you know i i started razzing him a little bit yep. and i I I don't know if that's the reason. I'd like to believe it is, uh, but I, it, 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 ironically, it's actually I think a lot of it was this sort of connection to Latin culture. A lot of people don't know that he his dad is from Argentina, yeah. and, uh, and we talked about it, and we still to this day sort of like you know when we text, I call him Boludo. So that <laughs> that that is sort of that is sort of like a secret in I think I had nice. to Tacoma. Yeah, I what a what a fun show to watch i mean it is mm-hmm. certainly white guy down the middle working class comedy right yes but it is also pretty funny at times i've oh, i found he, myself and, laughing and they're such nice people like it's i got i, I was like overwhelmed because like i i it, that was out of my comfort zone in many ways um and and they were just so nice yeah. and sweet and and I had a really great time working on that show and I learned a lot. They they really taught me a lot about structure and and how to work in a writer's room. And you know, we did this during the pandemic. Um, oh wow! I, it was like you know it was all remote and and we were able to to make a show. And obviously they bore the brunt of it as the creators and yeah. executive producers, but they were able to make a show in the middle of a pandemic. Crazy. Following the rules. Yeah. So they, they're badass. Yeah. yeah. And not to get too deep about Tacoma FD, but I do have to say <laughs> this, that it's very funny, but there's a, it's very sweet also. Like at the end of the day, I don't feel like anything is like, you know, there's like mean spirited comedy out there, which can be good mm-hmm. in and of itself. You know, that can be a great, a great deal of fun. Also, that dark, you know, kind of mean, mm-hmm. pokey in the pokey in the belly kind of thing. But there's something very sweet about the coma FD, and I just found it to be to be great. Um, yeah, yeah. So, my kids are gonna not they're gonna kill me if I don't ask this question. How do you? If you're working on Hamster and Gretel. Tell us, tell us about this show. So, Hamster and Gretel. Uh, uh, Created by Dan Palmemeyer, who who was a co-creator of Phineas and Ferb, um, he 
was married to a Venezuelan woman. So I, I swear <laughs> to God, this is a constant. Wow. This is literally my life. We should start a club. White guys, white guys, Venezuelan white guys. <laughs> it's and and it, and the same. He said the same about uh, that you did, which is like I I have a Venezuelan family. They adopted me. They did, and I don't they know do. what they say yeah. half the time, but they go I then I then I um. So Dan and I connected for the same reason you and me are connecting right now. Yeah. He he watched my content like several years ago and we we connected and we're friends and he during the pandemic again made a, a small like 8 minute short uh about a girl with superpowers and her brother that doesn't get any and a talking hamster and all this and Disney greenlit it and then um he was like uh do you want to head write this? <laughs> I was wow. like I've never worked in animation before Dan and he's like uh that's fine. He'll <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> and He'll so learn. so I've uh yeah, I've been head writing and now um uh co-executive producing the show for for three years. We're almost done with season two. It's been really fun. Oh, we incorporated a Venezuelan thank you. We incorporated a Venezuelan mom uh as, you know, sort of like a, a cultural linchpin in it. Um and she it she is like, you know, she's like our Astrid. Yeah. Um and uh <laughs> It's been really cool to add even like I, – I, I hate – you know, this is like a sincere comment, but I hate being sincere because I'm a comedian and it's actually it's, – it, it's against my nature. It's hard to swallow. Um, yeah. I, may, I may combust. I may combust. <laughs> but it's actually really heartwarming to see like characters because the grandma is based on my grandma. Then, you know, eh, they eat arepas. They have eh, re, eh, reina pepiadas. They have like tequeños. You see oh. like a lot of, you know, a lot of these like cultural like details are sprinkled in. We don't make a big deal out of it in every episode. Yeah. But it's just, it's just there. It's, it's just part of who these characters are. And um, it, it feels really nice to, you know, going from, uh, convincing my boss to let me work like you know record and yell in a studio for an hour and uploading onto youtube to then like incorporating these elements into an animated show has been has been cool now i will combust (laughs) (laughs) self-destruct really cool and then your target audience is up and coming blossoming kids with big brains that are you know just exploding and then they're getting they're soaking up these details that hopefully will make a difference in the future and how they think about different cultures. And I think that's really cool. Now the question is, do you mm-hmm. work for the, like the Disney corporation or do you work for a production company that then sells to the Disney court? You don't have to tell me the details if you can't, but I'm just curious to how all that works. Um, I, I work for Disney, but I actually don't. Okay. I feel like I'm an accountant now, but I have a loan out company and <laughs> I have a company and they hired my company. So technically I work I work for my company that works for Disney. Yes. Got Does that it. make sense? Yes. yes. So yeah. here's the question. Since we are family, can you get us into Disney World for <laughs> right. free? Because it costs $27,000 per child, and I have 30 of them. <laughs> I, like okay, first of all, I think I can. Oh, as of, as of, oh, I'm not start. even kidding. Oh, my God. As of like a month ago, I think I can. Wow. Um, so so yes, and I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. If you guys do come here, just – Seriously, let me know. I wow. hate going to Disney World, <laughs> yes. or land. What? Um, but I'll go. Yeah, we're close again. to the world. We, you know, we're over here in Atlanta, so we're close to the Disney World. But you can come, and you and Astrid would kick it off swimmingly. You 
there's something about the, and I know that like, you know, we spent a good portion of this particular interview talking about how you're Venezuelan and you're probably <laughs> so much more than just Venezuelan. Um, but I find so that, that's what connects me to you. That's why when I watch your, your, your brand of comedy, I'm connected to it because I understand it. And Tecanos are the love of my life. And I haven't For met sure. an arepa that I dislike. And uh, <laughs> Elena Pepiata is lovely. And the only thing I dislike is that fucking Christmas roll that y'all make. Whatever that shit is. <laughs> oh, the panda jamon. Oh, the panda jamon. Oh, no, not, not panda jamon. The other one. I love panda jamon. That's good. It's the other one where you put the meat and the mayonnaise and the pickles and the whatever <laughs> Oh, it is. the ayaka? Ayaka! Oh! <laughs> yeah, oh. it's an acquired taste. Do you, you like mean, ayakas? I, I, I didn't like ayacas until it became sort of a symbol of nostalgia. Okay. Like when I was in Venezuela, I was like, get this actual lump of trash away from me. Yes. And, and now I'm like, I love this. It's, it's a little present. It's wrapped. I love it so much, you know? So here's a funny story. So we're, we go to box something up and send it to Venezuela. And there's a company, shipping company owned by a Venezuelan guy, tiny. You like go to this self storage area and then you back your truck up and then there's a guy in the self-storage with a light bulb <laughs> hanging out and he's taping stuff and he's like don't worry brother i'll get it to you you know and you're like okay all right so he goes and they astrid and him connect because of course they're venezuelan he does you know he speaks he mainly speaks spanish he goes you have to wait here one second and we're okay fantastic it's like the th- second year that she's here he goes into a freezer that's sitting on this storage floor the size of this room he opens mm-hmm. up the freezer and he takes out 100 ayakas it's <laughs> it's september and he takes out 100 ayakas in a box and he puts it in the back of our car and how he, big are these <laughs> they're like they're corn husks they look like they're made okay. with, and, and to be husk. clear ayakas are not eaten in any other time other than christmas no it, it is a christmas Food. And that's the only time that you eat it. Mm-hmm. Or you the only the time only that you time. should you should eat it. And then on top of that, my mother in law comes and now we clear the entire kitchen. There's a picnic table seven and a half <laughs> feet long and we're making a hundred more ayakas. And I'm like, who the fuck do you think is coming to dinner? Who's gonna eat all these ayakas? I have ayakas from two thousand and twelve in my fucking <laughs> oh freezer. My God. I swear to God I do, and I dislike them so much. But all I'm sorry. Yeah. But (laughs) I'm so sorry. I know. I know how it is. And at least I have like the nostalgia element of like childhood. But if as an adult, I was introduced to this and I had to just tolerate it, I would resent it. I would resent the idea. I dislike it. Yeah. And (laughs) even my kids dislike it. They try and make it with different things so that they can try and please me and appease me. And I'm like, I I just don't like even the word ayakas turns me off. So let's just skip it. Everything else is lovely. Please bring it on. But the ayakas. But what I wanted to say is. There is something about the Venezuelan culture that, like, the, the Raphael's family mm-hmm. took me in when things were tough with my own right. family. And for years, I just felt such love. There was no judgment, such love. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were judging me behind my back right. and speaking <laughs> for Spanish. For sure. That's how we do yeah, it. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. But when I learned to speak Spanish, they went into the <laughs> other room. So, um, <laughs> and and then... There's something so loving right. and wonderful and warm mm-hmm. about the, the culture, and I wonder, I wonder about why that is and why my Irish so – in Venezuela, in the Venezuelan culture, at least around my house, you show up four hours late for a party. So if you want to start at eight, you have to say you need to be there by four, and then <laughs> yeah. they will not leave until four the next afternoon no matter yeah. how much you try and t- uh, uh, telegraph to them that the nope. party has been over for a long time. Nope. If a Venezuelan that you know comes within 300 miles of your house, they are staying at your house for an indefinite amount of time. It doesn't matter how many other Venezuelans happen to be staying at your house at the same time. <laughs> and 
they will always, always, always greet you with a hug and a smile. They, I it's love that a part. wonderful culture, and I'm so happy to be a part of it because I am Irish. <laughs> and in my Irish Catholic culture, we Cold. have a game. Yes, we have a game. It's who can get out of the party faster. <laughs> Without saying anything to anybody. It's the Irish, Irish goodbye. goodbye. Baby. That's mm-hmm. it. Yep. The Irish goodbye. Um, I would love to have you on again. We've already gone 45 minutes. I know I'm wasting a bunch of your time. I can't wait to see your Oh, my God. It just happened. Project. I know. What's the upcoming no, I feel like. I, I feel like. I feel like. We can go on I feel forever. like we just started talking. I know. This is <laughs> Guys, a... what? Yeah. No. You want to keep going, I'll keep going. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Chris. I just wanted to say I love this conversation so much. I want to be the third host. So Absolutely. I'm moving in. Anytime. I'm moving in. Come on in. Yep, don't, you right. have a, don't you have a podcast? Did when you restart here, you're a podcast? I'm here, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can stay here. I'm going to stay there for an indefinite amount of time. Um, Yeah, I have a podcast called Hyphenated with uh, Cuban-American comedian Jenny Lorenzo. Uh, Yes, check out Hamster and Gretel. We really want that season three. So the more you guys watch it, the more probable it is. And I'm working on some other other projects that I, according to contracts, can't. Talk about don't, it. don't talk about it. We don't want to get anybody yeah. in trouble here. We're already blacklisted from Venezuela. We don't want to get <laughs> yes. blacklisted from Hollywood also. <laughs> too or many, too Disney. many places. <laughs> or from Disney. Yeah. You just got an in. I just got yes. a free ride to Disney. Now I got to go. <laughs> Joanna, you are welcome back anytime. Astrid will be texting you in that WhatsApp group. As a matter of fact, let's have you back when you can talk about what's next yes, for please. you. Awesome. We Let's do it. Love you. Thank you, Joanna. Oh we my appreciate God. it. Gracias, primo. Oh, Gracias. Tell, give us your Gracias, Instagram primo. handle. Give us your. Oh, yeah. yes. My Instagram handle, handle, <laughs> handle is at Joe House, J O H A U S. Please follow me. Um, and we can, uh, and you know what? Whoever wants to join my family WhatsApp chat, you're also welcome <laughs> to join it. Um, it's all in Spanish, and all we do is talk about Brian's. All the Bryans mm-hmm. um, of the world. That's what everybody does. Bryans are just bad news <laughs> altogether. All the, I, Brian. I, we love him. We love him. Pero I, Brian. He leaves parties without saying goodbyes. <laughs> I don't anymore. <laughs> the Venezuelans cut that shit out real quick. You can't sneak out of a door when Venezuelans are there. Where are you going? You don't take. You need to take. <laughs> take some arepas. <laughs> okay. We love you, Joanna. We'll talk Thank to you, you soon. Love so you much. Guys. Ugh, finally. I feel like I was waiting forever for my turn to talk. Now that I have you, go to tcbpodcast.com to find all of our audio and video content and follow us on Instagram at The Commercial Break and on TikTok at tcbpodcast. Want it to be your turn to talk? Call us and spill the tea at 626-ASK-TCB3 and you may hear your voice on the show. You can also text us your tea at 855-TCB-8383 and boy, do we love to hear it. Anyway, take a listen to our sponsors and let's get back to the show. Wow, now I feel kind of bad that I just like I was trying to wrap it up and Joanna's like, wait, we're just getting going. And I I'm know. like, oh shit. <laughs> you know, she's amazing. She was so spectacular. Fucking funny. If you spectacular, will. not amazing. Uh, we're going to yeah, trying to get away from delete that word. the word amazing from this show because it's amazing <laughs> how many times I've said that word <laughs> in this time. But Joanna really was. Uh, fun. Remember when we had Felicia Day on? Yes. I thought Felicia Day was so much fun, and Joanna had that similar vibe uh, to her. And yeah, we were just connecting. But I'm, I always, I often feel like with our guests, it's kind of like when I was on the dating scene. I broke up with you before you could break up with me. Like I saw it coming, so I just. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just said it early. Right. You, <laughs> you didn't know? want her to say I'm going to hurt you, now you don't hurt me. Yeah. I didn't want Joanna to say, well, it's been fun, <laughs> but the, it's, the last 13 minutes have been fun, but I do have to go. <laughs> Which I think is what is that? What? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh! Somebody's called me from the other uh, room. Blues park, and I gotta go. <laughs> uh, landscapers are here, <laughs> which is all true. <laughs> oh my god, those landscapers! <laughs> Holy shit! I he came again today, <laughs> like two days after he last came. <laughs> this time I had to text him. I had to be like, Juan, listen, we have no grass. You cutting it is not helping it grow. It's the middle of winter. It's twenty two degrees out at night. You do not need to cut my mud. You don't. My mud doesn't need cutting. <laughs> I was thinking that the other day. I know. <laughs> He's just up. making dense. He's just rolling his heavy <laughs> machinery over it. And I'm like, dude, first of all, second of all, I thought we talked about 12 to 4. Like, those are the no-no times. <laughs> those are no-nos, and then you have go-go times, right? And I know, I realize you're, you actually do work for a living, and I sit here and <laughs> talk shit about you while you do that. But if you could, please. He probably knows about the commercial break, <laughs> yeah, well, and knows. that's why. Everybody oh, knows. yeah, everybody knows. <laughs> everybody in the school, the landscapers, the pool guy, they all figure it out because it's 2024, and it's not that hard. Right. I'm waiting for the people at Starbucks to realize that I have the commercial break, and then I'll have to go to a different Starbucks because yeah. I'll be embarrassed to go in there. <laughs> uh, we had a babysitter that came in, and then Astrid was – Astrid has – she, Astrid loves the commercial break. She loves the fact that we have the commercial break. So she, I come out the other day from the studio. We're wrapping up. And then I hear them talking about the commercial break. And the babysitter was like, <laughs> the, the lady helps with the kids was like, oh, I'm going to take a listen today on the way home. And I'm like, yeah, no, please don't. It took us a long time. Say that. <laughs> it took a long time to find a good <laughs> <No>. <laughs> one. You're good. I don't want to. <laughs> Check it out. It's called Smartless. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but Joanna was wonderful. I hope we can have her back. Now I got a free trip to Disney. Or do you think she just said yes because like that those times when I asked them to come back and they have to she say She seemed sincere. She did. I know. And now you're going to hold her to it. <laughs> I'm going to hold her to it and I'm going to make her come to my house so that we can all go to Disney World together. <laughs> It's going to be like, what did I get myself into? You were yeah. like, you and Astrid all hit it off right away. We'll all go together. We'll You'll stay together. here. Yeah. Hey, you take the kids. We're going on Space Mountain. <laughs> you're Venezuelan. You're all the same. Don't worry about it. It's, you're just like their mother. But I don't know. Maybe that one kid might have a total meltdown. That's true. Yeah. One of our kids doesn't like anybody but me, apparently. All right. Okay. Enough fun for one day. Stop it. Stop it, everybody. Go home. <laughs> Turn it off. It's enough already. Uh, yeah, so thanks to Joanna Hausman. Joe House on Instagram. J-O-H-A-U-S. We'll put a link in the description so that you guys can follow her on her Instas. And uh, watch Tacoma FD. I'm serious. I, have you ever seen the show? I haven't. It is, it is it funny. It is funny. And endearing. Like it is endearing. Saying, yeah. yeah, it's sweet. <laughs> it's like got this sweet undertone yes. to it where you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. I like that. You know, it's not everybody's <laughs> brand of humor, but I think you'll find at least some of it funny. There's a lot of yeah. slapstick stuff in there, too, which... I'm like a three-year-old. If it's slapstick, I'm all about it. I like a good pratfall every once in a while. <laughs> in case you couldn't tell. No. In case you couldn't tell. No. All right. So, tcbpodcast.com. That's where you go. You find out more information about Chrissy and I. You can watch all the video. You can listen to all the audio right there from one location. Also, get your free piggy fronting sticker. We're sending them to you. No problems. No pluses about it, kids. We'll be happy to send them off to you if you hit the Contact Us button on the website. The drop-down menu says, I want my free sticker. You give us your physical address, and then we'll send it off to you in, you know, 7 to 12 months. You'll get it. Don't worry. <laughs> no problem, <laughs> no boss. No problem, boss. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we'll just start sending you one every two days. <laughs> See how you feel about it. Uh, also, 1626 Ask TCB and the number three. That's 1626 Ask TCB and the number three. You can text us questions, comments, concerns, content ideas. You can also leave please. us a voicemail. Yeah, please, <laughs> for the love of the Lord. <laughs> or, you know what? I was thinking about this the other day. If you think you think of an interesting guest you might like us to have, we yeah. have an amazing booking agency, and their tagline is, your wish is our command. And so I said, <laughs> I said, President Biden and President Trump on the same interview. <laughs> yeah. Head and to they head. Said, well, Commercial break. Yeah. They said, well, within reason. Right. Yeah. We have a with e- with within reason clause in our contract yeah. where we can't ask for names that are too big. Uh, so text us, leave us a voicemail, add the commercial break on Instagram, TCB podcast on TikTok, and YouTube.com slash the commercial break. <laughs> this is going to be a change of day in your life. All right, Chrissy. I suppose that's all that I can do for today. I think so. But I will tell you that I love you. I love you. I'll say best to you. Best to you. And I'll tell you best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, Chrissy and I do say, we will say, and we must say, goodbye. Check your panties.